Hello, and welcome to the second live podcast and third podcast altogether of the unsouthern.com podcast based off of the blog of the same name. I'm Micah McCoy, and I'm happy that you're listening. I'm happy that anybody's listening at this point. As I record this, it's March 13th, and with any luck, I'll be posting this later today. Uh, at this point, I'm getting pretty far behind the blog itself. The The, the post I'll be reading today and, and adding a commentary for was posted back on February 24th. So I'm, I've got some got my work cut out for me to to archive these as as um, as podcasts. Um, so I hope that if in fact you are just beginning your journey with this podcast, that um, you will bear with me as I tackle this learning curve of creating an engaging podcast. Um, I'm as I mentioned in the last episode. I'm. I'm Broadcasting from my condo in Dead Center, downtown Atlanta. So, uh, in my room, in my uh, condo is not soundproof, so you will hear some of the sounds of the city. We also have our um, our lovely production assistant, Mr. Amir, who is off taking a nap right now, and uh, you may hear him come through at some point as well. Uh, one quick diversion before I get into the meat, so to speak, of this week's podcast, which actually isn't meat at all; it's a grain, um, but. The, I wanted to talk for a minute about the, the, the second title of my blog. I don't even know what to call it. It's not a, it's a, a subtitle is what you read in the movie when it's in a different language. Um, but at any rate, the Unsouthern blog has, as part of its, of its branding, of, of, to sort of help flesh out what it's talking about in the perspective I'm trying to uh, portray is called From the South But Not of the South. When I first teased that in a Facebook ad, the only reaction I got from any of the readers who had a reaction to give for it was the ha-ha, the laughing um, reaction. And when Facebook rolled that out, and I don't even know how long that's been, two or three years ago now, it seemed like an infinitely useful reaction to to put onto Facebook because before that all you could do was either like or you know not like. You could either like it or you could do or you could say nothing. So people were posting all kinds of complicated and sad things and it seemed weird to like it but you wanted to you wanted to acknowledge it and or 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 let the person know you had read it and you agreed with them or you somehow got what they were saying or if it was funny that was sort of the only way to to portray the the fact that you thought it was funny but it turns out that the laugh the the laughing the haha reaction is the probably the most problematic one out of the group i like i routinely get upset when I see serious posts about, especially current events, things maybe about COVID or racial justice or or a much needed bill that's going through Congress, and then there's just hundreds of people who ha- who laugh, who who react by laughing, and I I can only assume in most of those cases that what they're doing actually is scoffing at at the. Um, at the point of view that's either stated or implied in, in whatever got, got posted. 
And I was worried about, about that reaction. I was like, are people laughing with me because they find from the South but not of the South uh, slightly cheeky? And they're like, oh, haha. Or are they saying, this is a really messed up point of view and I think you're way off track, so I'm going to scoff at you. So... <laughs> Um, if there's anyone out there who wants to volunteer while they may have reacted in, in the way that they did or, or, let, or just in general let me know what is your reaction to me saying from the south but not of the south is that just gobbledygook or does that actually seem to have a meaning to you um, for me all it, all it really means is that my home has been in the south and therefore from a geographical standpoint I'm from here but I have looked outside of the region for inspiration and for in outside of the region and within myself which to some degree is you know something I've held separate from the environmental influences that I've uh, experienced being a southerner so that's what I mean by not being of the south I don't fully claim it. I have to admit that I'm from here and part of the dynamic of this blog is to get me to a realization, to a reconciliation of how I feel about my Southern heritage. So at any rate, if you guys have anything to say about that, I welcome any, any comments on either the, the blog and Facebook page or through, uh, through the podcast platform that you're listening uh, through. At any rate, My second blog post was True Grits. That's, for those of you who do not know the Clint Eastwood movie, that is a Clint Eastwood movie. I think it's Clint Eastwood. It's a Western. I'll put it that way. True Grit was a Western. I never saw it because I don't don't enjoy Westerns so much. I used to like watching Gunsmoke growing up, but um, I really only tagged along because my parents watched it. But although um, I've never seen the movie, there's no implied correlation to the actual movie. It's just a, it's just a, um, a way of 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 summarizing how I feel about, um, or I I, should, I rather should say how what the point of this blog post was, which is to sort of recon, reconcile and and talk about different ways of making grits right. Because everybody has an opinion about grits. So, now you may be wondering where the picture of grits came from because I did not caption it um, from the blog post. That was a bowl of grits that I made special just to photograph the night the night before I posted this blog post. So this was a homemade, well, homemade instant grits, and as you'll find out in the blog I don't do artisan grits from scratch or from the freshly milled corn grits I've really only ever made uh, quick grits and I think that's probably what most of us do but I did make these special for this photograph because I wanted to talk about I wanted to um, show the results of my recipe because I do give a, a very basic recipe what I what I do and how I eat my grits in this picture is what that is all right, so that's enough by way of introduction. Let's get into the, the blog post. True grits. Grits, all right. Quote from Sophia Petrillo. 
half-heartedly feigning a southern accent on the Golden Girls. There's no greater signifier of southernness than grits. The humble ground corn foodstuff emerged as the focal point of a brainstorming session that birthed the unsouthern site a couple of weeks ago, and I, I talked about in, about that in some detail in the first blog post. Uh, and it has been quite a journey, as I learned having a mystical grit experience can reveal hidden truths. When I was a kid, I only knew grits as a flavorless, runny breakfast also ran that I tolerated but hardly enjoyed. As an adult, my palate matured, and I began to appreciate uh, grits. I began to appreciate them. In retrospect, too, some of the cooks and diners of my childhood were not as skilled at preparing this delicacy as one would hope. All Southerners are not good cooks. I seem to recall specifically um, when we used to go to the Smoky Mountains. That was our annual family vacation traveling further east in ten, inside of Tennessee and um, we would we would always get a, a motel in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee where the hotels were cheaper and then we would uh, do things, usually very touristy things in Pigeon Forge and in Gatlinburg and then we'd go out one day and actually see um, the Smoky Mountains themselves and interact, hike, you know, minorly hike. Mainly we were there to do the touristy stuff. And uh, I seem to remember, in particular, having breakfast at, uh, I want to say there was a Howard Johnson's, and back then I think they were known for good, very good breakfast, so I think we may have made a special stop there, even though I don't think that's where we were at, that's not the motel we were actually staying at. At any rate, I seem to remember that the, you know, the grits there like, I would always get sausage and biscuits. That was my favorite, favorite with, with grape jelly. That was my favorite thing. And I seem to remember that there were grits with it. I could be making this up. This could have been in a totally different place. But I remember, you know, because my mom didn't normally make grits. Um, so it had to be somewhat of a special occasion or an out-of-the-ordinary situation for me to, to have to eat them. So I think maybe on vacation was one of the few times I really ever had them. And I was very not impressed. But for me as a kid, getting me to even agree to try something that was different was a big win. So grits weren't totally in the doghouse. I could give you a whole bunch of foods that were, but, you know, grits weren't. So at least the stage was set for me to enjoy them later on. So getting back to the blog post. After a couple of culinary hajjas to New Orleans and Charleston, I understood how transcendent grits could be. Oh my God. (laughs) In Charleston, I had some shrimp and grits that really, it didn't change my life. I'm not going to overstate, but it was, it was a revelation to me that, that grits could be that, that real, that well done. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were cooking them, you know, freshly milled from, from scratch grits. Um, there's a little cafe on, I think it's on James Island called Three Little Birds and in Charleston. And that's where I had those magnificent shrimp and grits. In New Orleans, I, I had grits in a few places, um, and I think there's a touristy place near the uh, near the river, near the Mississippi River, uh, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's right there on the on the uh, on the Riverwalk, 
and they had really good stroke and grips as well. So, um, but just, but those are the two places where I, I've, I can really recall having exceptional grips. But I also discovered, I didn't have to go to those places, that I could do it myself. Although I am no chef or foodie, I am a good grit cook. There's two keys to making delicious grits. Number one, follow the directions. And number two, flavor to taste. That's it. The same guidelines you would use for a micro microwave dinner, really. As a linear by the book person, the possibility that I was eating bad grits throughout the first half of my life because someone wouldn't read the package infuriates me. And I will admit that's a little bit of a simplistic uh, explanation for um, why I didn't like the grits that I had as a kid. I mean, a lot of it's just personal preference. Some people like their grits a little runnier, and that's not that's not my preference. But I do think that if you make grits according to the package, it sort of comes out more like what I like. Because I, I'm very big. Even if I've made the same frozen dinner like dozens of times, I will still read the package and double check that I'm putting it in the microwave for the, the recommended amount of time. I'm, I'm very much a stickler for that. Getting back to the recipe, the correct, the, the correct water to grits ratio is four to one. Boil the four parts water, then add the one part grits and stir and scrape like crazy until they reach the consistency you like. That's really it. That's really all there is. I personally use a, a spade-like tool with a flat edge, um, sort of like a sandbox, like a kid's sandbox scoop. I don't know what the tool is called exactly, but uh, I found it and uh, in a tool set and maybe just called a spade, I'm not sure. But that's what I use uh, so that I can scrape the bottom of the pan so nothing sticks. The, the heat needs to be low when you're cooking grits, partly to keep the grits from sticking uh, from sticking and burning, but mainly to avoid the spatter when they bubble over. No one wants an Al Green experience. Google Al Green grits if you need some background on that. And I can be your Google for you. He had an unfortunate domestic incident where he was purposely doused with grits during an altercation with his... <clears throat> was it, I don't know if it was his wife or just someone, some, someone or his girlfriend. I'm not. I, I don't remember that piece of it. But it's a, it's a legendary music story, and um, I want to say that there is there is also a movie. There is a movie, and I and I can't remember which one. I no, you know what? I be, I believe it was the Nutty Professor where Granny. Uh, clump says to someone that I, th I think maybe her her uh, her husband or someone she was having a disagreement with that and I'm not doing the accent but she said boy I'd like to throw some hot grits on you and I hope she didn't say grease because that would be to me less funny but I think she said grits at any rate that's that's all the pop culture uh, injury by way of hot grits that I can that I can dispense right now so yeah, the, uh, the moral of the story is keep the heat low. That way you don't get spattered and burned. Getting back to the blog post. If I were a foodie, I'd use the fresh milled grits that take an hour to cook. As, it's, as it happens, I use quick grits that are read, readily available at the supermarket. 
the package uh, for, for the quick grits recommends around 15 minutes cooking time. However, I have never in life had crunchy grits. So for me, it's the consistency of the grits, not counting the minutes that is important. Uh, I like grits thick and firm, the same way I like oatmeal. Hot, slimy grains are not the breakfast of champions. It's so interesting that, like, I can eat grits a little bit runny, I guess just because I grew up having them that way when I wasn't, when I wasn't in charge of how they came out. But um, slimy oatmeal is just like a really big no-no. Oatmeal is already borderline unpalatable in many of its manifestations. Um, I eat it for, for breakfast most mornings now, but I have a very specific um, way that I make it so that it's so that it holds together and sort of a you know it's sort of it's a little clumpy it's a little it has some real thickness and there's no there's no soupiness at all to it because that almost with oatmeal that almost makes me gag I'm a little more tolerant of it with grits but I still still don't prefer it um, okay but enough about cooking grits the real the real fun is is in how to season the grits now that's the fun part because some folks will fight you over what to add to your grits. And I wasn't fully aware of this until I got into my most, uh, my most recent relationship. It's been 10 years, but this was the individual who enlightened me about how, how divisive and how fiercely loyal people can be to their preferred grit preparation. Now, my personal preference for seasoning grits is I pop in a chicken bouillon cube when adding the grits to the boiling water. So water, grits, bouillon cube. And as by way of full disclosure, I stole that trick from my housemate Damon. Then when the grits are finished cooking, I fold in shredded cheese in the pan. That's before I plate it. And then before digging in, I add hot sauce and black pepper. And you can clearly see the hot, the liberal uh, hot sauce and black pepper administration in the picture that's in the blog. So this is something that I can't show you on the podcast. And I'm going to force you to go to unsouthern.com and look at the picture of the grits I made. Of course, I ate them after I made the picture and they were, they were pretty good. So um, I highly recommend that method of, of making grits. The chicken bouillon cube really like really uh excuse me that was my my coaster attacking me um that that really does the trick for you know the 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 package of grits talks about you uh, adding salt and yes if you if you're not going to do the bouillon cube by all means and i didn't put that in the blog by all means add the amount of salt that it recommends as long as you're not on a restricted diet the salt really brings out the 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 subtle corn flavor in the grits So that's my way of doing it. But there are other opinions on how to season and cook grits. For purists, butter and salt are the best options for seasoning, and I'm okay with that. When I asked the poll question on my Facebook page, butter and salt, somewhat surprisingly to me, like won out among all the options that I offered uh, on there. I thought most people had moved on to cheese grits at this point, so I thought that cheese grits was going to route everything. but butter and salt actually won out. The other two options, just in case you didn't see it on the on the Facebook page, that I the two other options I gave were sugar, a little bit of sugar, and uh, you. 
a la Phoebe. Ew. And even a fair amount of Southerners don't like grits. And the uh, the dis the, basically the dislike button for that was was uh, was heavily used by the people who responded, and a lot of those people are from the South. So um, one of my good friends from high school, two of my good friends from high school, as a matter of fact, picked A. I remember remember that off the top of my head when they, and they're two of the biggest supporters of my blog, and I and and I thank you guys, um, Anna and uh, Jennifer. And I feel like that sounded like I was reading off of a list that someone handed to me, but I really do <laughs> know these people very well. I really do. I promise. I know. I know these people. Um, and the other huge booster, and actually part of the inspiration for the for the blog itself was um, was Lucinda. Um, and we have to. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get together, and she's gonna. You know, I'm gonna pick her brain some more. And, and um, once I start the cash rolling in. Um, she's probably going to have to get a cut because she's had such a big influence on 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 this blog. But we've got to we got to get to some to some numbers first before I can think about that. At any rate, thanks you guys for being so interactive, and thanks to everybody else who's interacted with me uh, via the blog so far. So far, no interactions have happened via the podcast. I would welcome those. Um, please, that's my plug. At any rate. <laughs> Um, two of my friends, well, two of my friends, two of my three uh, close friends that I just mentioned, um, picked the EU option, as in I don't like grits. And the one who who wasn't from, who is does not claim Southern heritage directly, was the one who picked uh, something else. I find that non-Southerners tend to like grits better than Southerners because sort of like my story when when I was growing up they weren't anything special and they were kind of not the featured item in a in a breakfast in the first place um but I also I also do think that's a regional thing because I grew up in Tennessee in Tennessee it's like everyone serves grits but they're not really sure why because nobody seems to like them that much it's like this sort of like the porridge of Tennessee but it's like a almost like a delicacy in the more coastal regions um, and that, that's an interesting aspect that I didn't explore in the blog. See, that's why you listen to the podcast. That's why this really fleshes out some of the dynamics that weren't in the blog post. So good job, you, listening to the podcast. Anyway, getting back to the blog. Uh, butter and salt. That's what a lot of people like. It's hard to go wrong with cheese also, but I don't think it's cute to throw a whole slice of American cheese over a bowl of runny grits and call it cheese grits. That's bogus. Looking at you, Waffle House. A local Atlanta chain, The Flying Biscuit, serves an iteration known as Creamy Dreamy Grits. Their magic ingredient, heavy cream. Lots of heavy cream. I'm not sure they even use water to boil their grits in. (laughs) It seems like it's just cream. I can enjoy a couple of bites of their grits, but by the third dairy-drenched bite, I'm wishing I had ordered the hash browns. Dairy, though, does not seem to be the sticking point for most people. Tennessee folks, at least where I grew up, are fine adding sugar to their grits. And given what I just said, I think that almost makes sense. Um, If grits is something that you 
just sort of make because it's there and it's not something you really care for, the best way to dress it up is, would, would be to add, you know, sugar to it. And I bet you there's some people out there that, and I'm probably going to get hate mail for this, but I'm sure there are some people out there who add ketchup to their grits as well. But I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bland grain, grainy product, corn, sort of like potatoes, ketchup. I'm, I'm trying to sort of make it work. But yeah, but yeah, you dress up stuff with, with sugar when you don't particularly care for the way it tastes. And I think maybe that's, maybe that's the, the real sticking point. Like I said, in the coastal regions, I, it seems like people really, really genuinely enjoy grits. So they want that savory taste that they're experiencing to come through. Tennessee, where we just kind of eat it and we're not sure why we eat it, maybe sugar is the best way to make it palatable. Maybe that's the answer. So when I told my partner about this practice of adding sugar to grits, he almost reenacted a scene from The Exorcist. I'm not sure which one, but none of the options were pleasant. The one where the priest gets shoves down the stairs and the, and the um, um, famous head turning around in pea soup scene were the, the, the two most uh, prominent ones that came to mind. This, this seemed like I was about to witness one of those. And as I, as, as I made reference to, um, with there being a more fanatical devotion to grits in the coastal areas, my partner is from the Charleston, South Carolina area, and sweet grits are a sacrilege to him. As a kid, I added honey and sometimes sugar to my grits, the same way I might, I might add honey to a biscuit. The way he explains it, adding sugar to grits is like adding it to pasta or mashed potatoes. I still don't get the aversion, but that analogy helps. Yes, I wouldn't want to have mashed potatoes with sugar added to it. Although I guarantee you at certain restaurants, they slip in a little bit because a little sugar almost always helps out. And although you wouldn't add sugar to pasta, people definitely add sugar to their pasta sauce in a lot of cases. So it's almost the same difference. Um, so yeah, that analogy that he made about the pasta, especially the mashed potatoes, that did help. But the way I see it, another na- analogy also helps. And although I do hope you rustle up a mean batch of grits uh, next weekend using my suggestions, the bouillon cube in particular, the reason I linger over the preparation and garnishing of a southern breakfast food has more to do with the analogy than with cooking tips. What analogy you're about, you may ask? Well, the analogy I'm about to tell you. I found grits bland and without substance in my younger years. I grew up with them because I was forced to. Upon reflection and with the right modifications, I have come to regard them as a treasured and beloved food. Borrowing ingredients and hearing perspectives from loved ones who have different backgrounds has given this pedestrian dish new life and savoriness. Grits grits are transformed now into something I don't just tolerate as I did when I was growing up. I cherish them. Not everything I post here on the Unsouthern blog will be as obvious in its southernness or as mawkish in its presentation because I went pretty far down the, 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 the rabbit hole of mawkishness in that last little piece. But it's important for me to give credit where credit is due. Grits led me here, and they are emblematic of a heritage that I have avoided as distasteful, but also realize I need to embrace to move forward. So... Grits, when I say grits led me here, that sounds like an overly um, 
sacred sounding statements to make, but it was that brainstorm over grits that got me to the word on Southern and got me going um, with the idea for this blog. And just like I didn't really care for grits growing up and I didn't care for my Southern heritage growing up, uh, maybe I can cultivate an appreciation that I didn't have before by continuing to hear out all the different perspectives and all the different viewpoints and all the different ways of processing and representing Southerness that there are that there are out there um, in the course of writing this blog and doing these podcasts. So, um, so yeah, grits the humble grit has become sort of my unofficial mascot. And I made sure and said that while my production assistant wasn't around because he's lobbying really hard to be the mascot. Uh, he is from the South. He's He was born right here in Atlanta. So um, Mr. Amir, yeah, he's asleep. Anyway, so yeah, my production assistant took this episode off. Maybe he'll come back for the next episode. Um, he doesn't like grits either. If I... Um, do a, a blog post about temptations he will probably probably be all over that he may even go strike that one for me so at any rate uh, i appreciate your attention uh appreciate you allowing me to go on and on about grits for half an hour and uh, i will see you guys next time thank you for tuning in